0: aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about Estate Planning Essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. I faced it all, and I stood tall, and did it my
1: way. This is another Estate Planning Essentials program. My name is Don Crawford Jr., the grateful owner of KWAM Radio, and I'm sitting with Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael A. Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don, and Happy New Year. But,
2: of course, as you know, my middle initial is B, so... I'm wondering what the A is. You would think it would be H for Happy or New Year or something like that, but tell me, what is the A
1: stand Well, you started it. It always triggers something uh, before we start the show. It's what you said to producer Jennifer, and that is your mighty aquit, which is (laughs) M-A. So since you're (laughs) Mighty Adequate today, we figured I'd call you Michael A. for Mighty Adequate. So Okay, well, thank uh, you very much for that that rounding uh, approval (laughs) of me being adequate. You're welcome. Uh, Well, Happy New Year to you. We're grateful for another year under our belts of um, constant and what I think is outstanding education regarding state planning and government assistance. And uh, your heart is in it. Um, The program is, I think, exceptional. It always is for me as a listener and a co-host, and I believe I speak for thousands and thousands of of KWM listeners and others who download the program uh, when they go to your website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com, or sign up for your newsletter. Today, Michael, you mentioned before the program you wrote a few articles, uh, perhaps for that newsletter, and uh, you wanted to address one of those topics today, which I think is quite fascinating, and that is the topic of wills and trusts and foreign countries we talked about california before the program which to me is a foreign country in many ways with a lot of their rules and policies and the like um and i'm it's a great place to be from having left there 15 years ago i know you have family in los angeles and uh, it's just a, a different place and plenty of people are moving to texas as well and you can't blame them but there are people outside of california meaning outside this country where the the laws and the rules for wills and trusts are different and we want you and ask you to address those today.
2: Yeah, because you know, this week alone, I have dealt with people who have either have property uh or live temporarily in a different country and they're wondering if their Texas will would be good if they should die in whatever other country. I know personally uh, in our office this week, we had somebody has property in Malaysia, uh, somebody, another person had property in Mexico, another one that uh, lives in Switzerland, uh, another one that had pro- has property in Israel. So we've had, in just one week, uh, we see that there's people who have connections with foreign countries as the world gets smaller. And so... As a result, we have to think, well, gee, how does that affect if we have a will or a trust? Now, you mentioned, first of all, you mentioned California is a, a different, almost like a different country. And But it is interesting to note that Texas, as far as other states, generally will recognize wills as valid from another state it, it, under the full faith and credit uh, under our Constitution, as long as the will was done properly and, and valid in that other state, Texas will uh, allow that will to be good here. Now, that doesn't mean that just because you have a will in another that was done in another state that it shouldn't be reviewed by a Texas attorney, because the... Uh, There's a lot of things different. So, for example, if you had that California person, it may say it goes by the laws of California. Well, the laws of California are a lot different than the laws of Texas. And of course, we know, or most estate planning attorneys know, that the laws of California, as far as probate, are a lot different than they are in Texas. It's a lot more Hmm. difficult in California. That's why in California, most people have living trust, or many people have living trust. So and, – and there's different things. So it's not only just the jurisdiction – and by the way, that jurisdiction or domicile is important also uh, in connection with foreign countries as well. Uh, and so you want to make sure that the laws of Texas or wherever that you uh, – well, it depends, I guess, which one's more favorable. You'd have to look at that. And for example, too, usually in other, in other states it may not say uh, that the will – uh, that the person who uh, has, who is the executor, could sell the property without the jurisdiction, or excuse me, without the consent of the court. Well, in Texas, we want if you have a certain language uh, that says that has the power to sell, the executor has the power to sell, then uh, that would. that person, the executor, would be able to do that without the supervision of the court, whereas in other states that may not be an an issue. So we want to make sure also that it says that the executor is independent. Mm. Uh, A lot of states, they just say, we name so-and-so as our personal representative or as our executor. So even though the will might be valid that was from California might be valid in Texas, it may end up being more costly for probate, uh, if we use that will, so uh, so even even though wills in other states are valid in Texas, it should be reviewed by a Texas attorney, and the same thing would be applicable for foreign wills. Now, it should be mentioned uh, it's a little bit different uh, as far as wills in other countries and our wills being recognized uh, in other countries. There's a couple of what they call conventions. Uh, conventions are similar to a treaty. So different countries recognized the problem, so they had this quote unquote convention. One was the Hague Convention, you know the hague in the Netherlands. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. so so there was there's a couple different conferences uh, and it's this has been going on for years, I mean, for several decades that they recognized the problem. so, at the Hague Convention, uh, over 40 countries have entered into this agreement that recognizes a will in one country to be valid in another country. Hmm. So if you're part of that agreement, they might recognize it. So uh, this past week I was telling uh, somebody who came in for Christmas for that's living at least temporarily in Switzerland, I said, the good news is um, – you know your your will, you know that we did here in Texas, should be recognized in Switzerland. Now, on the other hand, the person in Malaysia, they weren't part of that treaty, hmm. so that wouldn't be good uh, on their property in Malaysia. Um, and, and so on that one, it was a little bit different. The people were um, either inherited; they were from Malaysia originally, uh, and they had this property that was inherited. And so when you have real estate in another country, then you may have to go by the laws of that country unless there's a will and they have this, this kind of thing that we just mentioned where uh, – that it's recognized, that the will is recognized under that agreement, that treaty in that other country. But even so, even so, just like we were talking about with California the wills or the laws of the other state or country, that is, should be reviewed by an attorney in that other country. Because just like I was mentioning about California, there could be different nuances and it could be more expensive uh, for probate. Uh, again, that's why you should, um, you know, have an attorney in that foreign country if you're concerned about the real estate in that foreign country or if you're living uh in that other country. So a lot of times, uh, you know, we see a lot of people move to different uh, expatriates, I guess you'd say, that because it's cheaper to, let's say, live in Mexico or Costa Rica, and there's a lot of Americans that live there, they feel like there's less taxes, and they feel safe. Uh, like I said, it's cheaper to live. Uh, so they may move to uh, Mexico or Costa Rica to, um, because, because of that, but they may have their wills In the United States, or they may consider the United States a domicile, and that gets into some of the things that you look at uh, are under the treaty that they look at. So, for example, you have, there's about, oh, I think about five things that they look at. They look at the law of the place in which the person who signed the will uh, has his habitual residence, uh, either at the time when they made the will uh, or made the disposition at the time of death. Uh, The law of the nationality of the person who signs the will, that's called a testator or a testatrix if it's a female, Hmm. Um, either at the time of that person's death or when they made the will. Uh, The law where the real estate uh, or other immovables, usually when you think about immovables, it's um, real estate. Uh, the law where the testator made the will, the one where the person who signed the will, wherever they made the will, what was the law of that place, um, and, uh, or where they were living at the time of their death, uh, the law of the, uh, of the place in which they were uh, living at the time of their death. So if you look at those five factors, at least under the Hague Convention on wills, Uh, then those are the factors that they look at. Now, there is another Hague Convention, by the way, that deals with just trust. Now, it should be noted, and and before I actually talk about trust, I should tell you that there's another international uh, will convention that had a treaty, uh, and they look at different things. So there's different countries that got into different uh, treaties or conventions, as they call it, uh, where they either agree, and in this uh, international Uh, will convention. Uh, There was about 25 countries that have have, uh, ratified the uh, convention. Uh, Another 120 have agreed. The difference between agreement and ratification is that you have to get go according. They may say, yeah, we're entering into the agreement, but we got to get it ratified by the laws of our country. So, for example, um, it could be that in the United States that we have Uh, agreed to be a part of the conference, but we leave it up to the state whether they will agree. So, for example, uh, in Texas, uh, we did not uh, agree, so we might not recognize that uh, will from a foreign country, although they may recognize our will, (laughs) Hmm. as crazy as that may seem, because only 22 states uh, have agreed to ratify that convention. And so, Uh, Anyway, so it gets into uh, a lot of these particular areas, and it depends on which treaty that the foreign country uh, has signed or if they didn't agree at all. So uh, it really is a definite maybe as to whether your will would be recognized in a foreign country. Now, it's even more difficult on a trust because on a trust, uh, a lot of countries don't recognize trust, period. Mm. Or if they do have a trust – then they have this high tax, so you know you. So if you have a trust and you go to Canada, you, it'd be a problem. Well, uh, thanks for the a,
1: question, though, Mike. I got to interrupt. Why wouldn't they recognize a trust?
2: Um, it's just the laws of that, that country. They they don't like trust. They don't want trust. You know, so okay. uh, so it's it's different from. Uh, so if you plan on having, if, if you plan on having a trust. You know, a lot of times we recommend trust, but sometimes if you have a trust and you have, let's say, property in Canada or some other country, you better be sure about the laws of that uh, country. Uh, and I just happened to mention Canada because I know we've had experience where that was a pro- that would be a problem, but we mm-hmm. look before we leap. Just right. like on any kind of estate planning, you really need to look before you leap and see what those laws are and, of course, the moral of this story – is going to be, unfortunately, that you have to not only have an attorney in the state where you live uh, review that will of yours or trust of yours, but also check with the laws of an attorney with the laws of that country because everybody's laws are different. Even though we have this convention, uh, we have to check on that.
1: So what happens then um, if the property is in Canada, for example, and they don't recognize trust, then what? Well,
2: then, I mean, You're going to have to go by the laws of Canada, whatever Mm -hmm. your laws are. I'm not not licensed in Canada, so I can't tell you all their ins and outs of their Mm -hmm. laws. But it could be a high taxation issue. It could be something else. It could be – I guess it could be uh, laws of intestacy. It could be – and we have to also worry about what they call forced airship uh, in some countries – So, for example, remember uh, last year, I think it was, that we talked about the French Elvis. I don't know know if you remember that. The French Mm -hmm. Elvis, this guy that uh, was a famous rock star, had a $100 million estate. Uh, He had been married previously, uh, and he had children from his first marriage. He was actually on his fourth marriage, and he moved to that foreign country that you mentioned, California.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, And so... uh, he moved to California and had uh, children from his fourth wife. Uh, he often, um, you know, played his music in a French Caribbean isle, and he had a public, I believe, Instagram account or some sort of social media that was the world could see. Well, in any event, um, he um, he died. He had done a will in California, and. He basically left stuff to his wife and children from the fourth marriage. Well, after this big parade for the French Elvis down the uh, Champs-Elysees, the children were surprised to see that that will that that he had applied for probate in California. When they saw the will, they immediately um, went to court in France and said, look, look at his Instagram account he spent more time in France and uh, and or in the French Caribbean island uh, than he did in the United States. So the jurisdiction should be France, and under French law, it is required that you have your children as a beneficiary if you don't hmm. have as a percentage of the estate. Wow. Of course, this is a large estate. The French court agreed that he could pay his taxes to the country of France.
1: (laughs) uh,
2: Yeah, we agree with you. He could pay. He is a $100 million state. I think we were right. He must be a French citizen. Got to be. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And you know, it's really kind of interesting, too, because, you know, uh, in Louisiana, which is based on French law, and, you know, they had the Napoleonic Code, et cetera. They had things called, like, called usufruct. Uh, so I, I'm not licensed in in uh, Louisiana, so I don't want to give any legal, legal advice for Louisiana. But that's similar to the French law. Uh, and so you have to be careful. That's why you need to make sure that you review the laws of any other state uh, because, like, like, Louisiana laws are a lot different than Texas laws. And, and so even though the law in Louisiana may be valid, it, it needs to be reviewed and vice versa if you have a Texas will and move to Louisiana because they may have some different types of things that they say that were required under the laws of that state.
1: It's just unbelievable, Michael, and it's, um, it's sad and scary because it's difficult enough when someone passes away and then you find out you've inherited property or assets in a foreign country and then you realize that the laws in your state or with that particular estate, do not apply. And that's the air beware theme, as usual, kicking in once again. And also another reason why people should attend your next workshop, because what the average normal person will do, including me, is I'll look it up. I'll go online, and I'll try to figure it out. And then you browse, and you read, and you can't interact. You can't really dialogue with anybody online. You just have to read and hope you find what is close to what you're looking for, but quite often you don't, or quite often it's terribly inaccurate or dated and This is why they made attorneys. This is why they made Michael Cohen and people like him because he's very current, he's on top of legislation laws at least nationally, um but in particular for the state of Texas, and he's going to tell you to be careful and be aware of the rules and laws of other states and other countries. He even says this other states right. He says Louisiana instead of Louisiana, four syllables instead of five, mm-hmm. Nevada, California. I mean, he says the, all the right the, the state's the right way. And so another reason you can rely on Michael. But for that next workshop, they're free. They're online. They're via Zoom. Michael's been doing those uh, since the pandemic started almost two years ago. And so it's very simple. You never have to leave your home, your couch, your desk, You can just sit in. Um, You don't even have to show your face. You can just be there via audio instead of visual or video. And the next one is Saturday, January the 8th at 10 o'clock in the morning. So it's coming up very soon, and we want you to sign up for it right now because it's an invaluable free workshop that Michael's been doing for quite a long time now, online for a couple of years, but in person uh, five or ten years now. Michael, other thoughts on the workshops?
2: No, you're right. We've been doing the workshops we started doing them live uh, nine years ago. Nine years. Okay. And until when the pandemic came, uh, we were – unfortunately, uh, we had to go to a different – we had to pivot, and we did the workshops by Zoom mm-hmm. or other social media, and we've been doing it ever since. And, of course, unfortunately, with Omicron, uh, we still are doing it uh, by Zoom which is very simple. Very a lot of people wow. like it a lot better because they don't have they have to the, you know just stay in the comforts of their own home and dress wherever they want and don't have to worry about anything and just uh, tune in and you can you know just use get your laptop or your iPhone or whatever and just click one link and you're on. And we teach you how to do that if you've never done it before, so it's not anything to be concerned about. Uh, the workshop is about estate planning or public benefits like Medicaid or veterans benefits. Uh, the new numbers on veterans uh, just came out uh, uh, in December. Of course, we talked about Medicaid uh, and their new numbers uh, on a prior show a couple, a few weeks ago in December. So in any event, what is, whatever you want to know about, we ask you what you want to know. And then for the next two hours for this free estate planning essentials workshop, we answer those questions. We will have a presentation. Uh, and it'll be about estate planning, some of the basics on estate planning. A lot of times people ask about wills or trusts. It could be about powers of attorney. It could be about paying for long-term care costs, whether it be Medicaid or veterans benefits. We never know what people are going to ask. Uh, so uh, I think we talked about something on last week's show that was just came from a workshop so we just see whatever you that nobody had ever asked about before so even though so every workshop's different because i never know what questions or people are going to ask and we answer all those questions uh, as well as going over some of the basics so that you have some understanding and even if you've gone to that free estate planning essentials workshop uh, which you could do by calling 214 720 0102 that's 214 720 0102, uh, or you could sign up online at dallaselderlawyer.com. That's dallaselderlawyer.com. Uh, either way, then you're signed up. We kind of contact you, tell you about all the different things, just give you the link, etc. It's very simple. It's, uh, we teach you even if it's even if that seems difficult, just to click on the link. Uh, we, we teach you how to do it. Uh, not a not a problem. It's free. And if you do go to that free two-hour estate planning essentials workshop, we give you one other bonus. In other words, another Happy New Year or Christmas gift, and that is a free vision meeting, what we call vision meeting. Vision meeting is we go over, if we haven't gone over your things in more particularity at the workshop, we give you uh, a free meeting. It's optional. You don't have to do it, but you get the option of three free hours without any charge and we look at your own individual situation, whether it's about your will or your trust or it's about Medicaid or veterans' benefits, whatever it is that you want to know about regarding estate planning or public benefits, we will go over those different things with you and try to answer your questions, and it's without obligation. If you don't go forward and do anything, that's okay. At least you got an education, and that's, that's okay. And That's our present to you and say, you know, Happy New Year. Uh, Again, that that next workshop, like you said, is January 8th at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, So it's a two-hour workshop. One other thing that you mentioned uh, early at the beginning of this show, not only are our newsletters uh, on our website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com, but podcast of each of our shows has been on our website for, I don't know, a couple years, it seems like. Uh, As well. So uh, it could be another topic that you want to listen to. It may be about something about Medicaid. It could be something about uh, wills or trust, or who knows? It could be on uh, HSA accounts. It could be on uh, veterans benefits. Uh, It could be on anything that you want to know about. We've probably covered, I don't know how many, after nine years, uh, how many shows that we have done, but you can imagine the range of topics that we've had. Uh, for all those years. Again, the next workshop is on January 8th at 10 o'clock a.m. All you have to do is call 214 720 0102 or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com.
1: The range of topics are endless. Um, there are not 195 countries in this world, 40 of which have an agreement when it comes to wills and trusts and recognizing each other. But that means there's about 150 that aren't part of that agreement. That's a lot of countries. I don't know if Israel or Mexico, like Michael mentioned at the beginning of the show, are part of those 40. But um, it's a risk, and you never know. And that's why you need attorneys to protect and ensure that your plans are carried out while you're alive and when you pass away. So, Michael, with about two three minutes left, what are the morals of these stories for the audience?
2: Yeah, the morals of the story are: you probably, if you if you're either living in another country and have a will from someplace in the United States, or if you have property in another country, you should talk to an attorney in both the state in which you uh, reside as or where you did your will, as well as a, an attorney in the other country. So you mentioned Mexico. So, for example, although they may not be a, a, in an agreement on trust. From what I understand, you could go to court uh, and go through some sort of process to get the trust that you had in Texas, let's say, for example, recognized by Mexico on trust. There's only been like 14 countries that have ratified uh, an agreement on trust. Wow! Uh, so, so it's a lot, uh, lot fewer countries. I told you yeah. that uh, maybe there's 40 countries that signed that one of those conventions, but. Um, well, on the one that was the uh, – I think it was the international one, International Will Convention, mm-hmm. they had 20, only 25 countries had agreed that had ratified, but 120 countries – and basically an intent to ratify. They just have to go through their the laws of their country. So there is getting to be this trend that countries are recognizing what we do here in that foreign country because it is a problem as the world grows smaller. However, the moral of the story and answer to your question is simply, unfortunately, you have to get legal advice in both the country that you live or the state that you live uh, as well as wherever you have that other property if you want things to be as smooth as possible after you pass and make it as easy for your family if you would like. Our goal is to not only make it easy for you, but also to make it easier for our loved ones as we, here it is, the that's a New Year's resolution, I suppose. And again, I wish everybody a healthy and happy New Year. And I look
1: forward to seeing a lot of y'all at the workshop. Laws change, leaders change, countries' rules change every year, all the time. It doesn't have to be January 1st. It could be July 18th, for all we know, when the rules change. Um, so uh, don't assume anything. And go to Michael's next workshop, which is January the 8th. Which is a Saturday at ten o'clock to ask questions so that you don't get burned later, because um, it can be pretty heartless out there, especially if you're dealing with a foreign country. And imagine the layers of complication you're going to realize if you end up inheriting something that is not in the state in which you live. Dial two one four seven two zero zero one zero two two one four seven two zero zero one zero two or go to Dallas Elder Lawyer dot com Dallas Elder Lawyer to sign up for Michael Cohen's next estate planning essentials workshop. Michael Cohen, happy new year and thank you very much, sir. Happy New Year to you and all. The